there's only two things, money problem that you have. You make too little or you spend too much.、Mm-hmm. Either way, we have this negative feelings on money. When we receive a check, when we get money, We feel upset. We worry. Do you think it's going to be enough to bring food on the table, pay the rent or the mortgage? You feel squeezed and frustrated. So when you see a bill for electricity, water, the food, the prices are going up. So you feel squeezed and frustrated. So I call it that's unhappy money. Whereas happy money gives you so much joy when you receive it. And also when you spend it, you can do that with a smile. But unfortunately, 95% of us I the flow of unhappy money. My mission is to transform that unfortunate relationship into happy ones. Well, I'm excited to welcome to the show author of Happy Money, Mr. Ken Honda. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you.、Um, uh, well, I think in your case. It's midnight. So, I guess, how are we doing this evening all the way from?、Uh, you said you're outside of Tokyo right now at your retreat center? Yes, I'm in Japan right now. And is that home for you normally? I have a few homes, and this is uh, uh, my retreat center. And、uh, we have this private area adjacent to the seminar rooms and restaurants. And it's like a little hotel. And the, all my books、uh, I've collected over the years. I hear. So, this is for me, it's, a, it's my heaven. I love it. Everybody's got to find their, their little slice of heaven. And、um, you and I were talking before the show, I, I own hotels as well. And one of the things that was amazing about hotels is it's not just something that you get to enjoy, but it's a, it's a space and it's you know, an experience that you get to share with other people, which I know ties into、mm-hmm. your kind of concept and ideology around spiritual money, happy money. And I know we're going to dig into that today, but tell us a little bit about your background and how you became you know, interested in personal finance and you know, this conviction between money and happiness. So I'm.、Uh... I've been、uh, living a very unique life、uh, as a Japanese. As you can see, I have long hair, you know, no, not a suit and tie. I never worked for anybody.、Uh, I started my business in my early 20s, and I,、uh, I could retire at age 29 when my、um, wife found out that she was pregnant with our daughter. Now she's 24. So,、um, and I retired for four years. And during the、uh, four years of happy semi retirement, I got this inspiration to write. And that's about 20 years ago.、Uh, and then I've written more than、uh, um, 70 some books and published more than 200 books and sold almost 9 million copies by now. And、uh, one of them is、uh, Happy Money in English. And it's over、uh, almost 30 languages now. Wow, that's amazing. So before we dive into Happy Money, I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. You know, did you ever consider yourself a writer and an author? Or, you know, what was it that, <laughs> that, that called you to this space? Yeah, actually, I,、uh, when I started writing,、uh, my family members, my, my parents were alive at the time. And, and my brothers and a sister just they thought it's a joke because I never written anything in my whole life. And my father's a very unique、uh, person, he was a tax accountant.、Uh, he had the largest practice in my hometown, Kobe. And、uh, he started teaching me about money since I was six or seven. And then、uh, he used to take me to the nearest shopping mall and he asked me which one is making most money. So his、uh, teaching is very practical. So I will,、uh, he wanted to make sure 
that I'll be financially independent uh, when I grow up. So his teaching was very unique, and money is uh, a big taboo in Japan, and I'm sure in North America and Europe and other countries. Yeah. But he, he thought it's super important for anyone to have this uh, financial education. So he gave me all the knowledge uh, he had uh, for me. That's amazing. And then obviously, I know you've had many mentors along the way. Talk a little bit about how your mentors have impacted your not only financial journey, but also kind of how that's all tied into a lot of the concepts and the things that you've shared in many of your works. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Right. So I have many mentors and one of them is uh, Wahe Takeda, who passed away a few years ago. And uh, he used to be called Warren Buffett of Japan. He started out from nothing and he built an empire for uh, cookies for babies. So he uh, started selling cookies by himself, handmade. And then uh, he built a huge factory and he dominated the market. And then he started uh, as a uh, real estate investor and a stock investor. So one time when I became a student of his he was a, a major shareholder of more than 100 public companies in Japan, wow. which is huge. And then uh, when I had the first time, like uh, almost like 30 seconds with him, you know, like just imagine you have just 30 seconds with uh, Warren Buffett. What would right. you say? Right. And then I, I asked uh, him, what is the secret of money? And there's a you know line of people behind me. And uh, Wahe smiled and said, just arigato your money. That's, that means thank your money. And then I got pushed away from the person <laughs> in the back. And I got, it just really haunted me. Thank my money. Arigato your money. And then I just didn't really get it. But uh, a few months later, I had this great opportunity uh, to meet him back in person. This time I had about 30 minutes or so, just him him and me. And he liked me. So he, he said, you, you want to come come here? Uh, to my place more. And then he said, of course. So I, since then, I um, visited his office in Nagoya, which is the capital city of Toyota. So uh, my, my learning started uh, then about money and Zen. 
So I think that's something that is really, really important, right? Is how mentors can completely really change the course of your life. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like he was one of those individuals that changed the course of your life just by being in the right conversations, being Mm -hmm. in the right, you know, environment in proximity to the right people can make all of the difference. Now, I'm sure it's not as easy as just walking up and asking for, you know, 30 minutes of somebody's time and then spending all of this time with them going forward. And what I've found is so many people that find great mentors, there's something that mentor sees in them, but there's also something that that individual does in terms of taking action. What was it that got you in that position to continue to build that relationship and really, you know, become a mentee of a multi-billionaire in Japan? Yeah, Matt, I think you're asking a great question. So I wanted to be a better student so he can, you know, he could teach me more. So I said, uh, well, hey, I'm going to uh, make your teaching well-known among young people. That's exactly what he wanted. Mm. He doesn't need any money, right? Right. So, uh, I, I just uh, I, I gave him the feedback from my, my friends. And like, for example, I sent a, a flower of an orchid, you know, uh, uh, one flower. Of, uh, and then I got uh, a package back and, and in it, it says, uh, you know, something like a small box. When I open it, uh, guess what happened? What's inside? It was just gold coin that he loves to distribute. So um, he just gives that to everybody. And then his teaching was uh, very unique. He loves giving away uh, old coins. And uh, whatever I learned, whatever I learned from him, I sent out on my email list. And I got so many feedbacks. So I gave to him, for example, uh, he used to carry a lot of gold coins, which cost about a thousand dollar piece. You know, wow. it's a real solid one. Whenever he sees a beautiful smile like you, man, definitely you get one of the coins. Yeah, Wahe hands out and say, "Congratulations, man! You have the best smile in the world." And wow. then physically, you know, uh, physical coin he gives it. And then I used to ask him, "Why do you do that?" You know the. I know he's he's got Matt has a good smile, but is it worth like a thousand dollars? Right. Yeah, and he says no, no, no. It's a shopping for me. And uh, what he meant is like, uh, what would you feel if you get rewarded with a you know gold medal? Of course, you'd be happy. So don't you think Matt is going to keep smiling for the rest of his life? Probably he would. And he said, so uh, I I did a good shopping. I bought a lifetime smile of Matt for only $1,000. Don't you think it's a a bargain, Ken? (laughs) His teaching is like that. That is amazing. I love that. I wish I was around him so I could smile a little bit more and get some gold coins. Right. So that's why I'm I'm smiling all the time because (laughs) it's giving me so much. So obviously, you've taken many of these teachings and really turned it into not only a passion of yours, but it's it's turned into an amazing career that's impacted millions of people all around the world. Right. Did you ever think it was going to turn into a real business? And did you approach it that way from day one? Or did it kind of unfold as time went on? Yeah. So I was already well known when I got uh, to know Mr. Wahe. But uh, he just gave me the vision. Can your mission is to go out to the world to spread the, the real, true sincerity, 
the true essence of uh, you know uh, beautiful beautiful heart. That's what he said. And uh, what he said, you know, he's very good at praising people, seeing good in people. Mm-hmm. So what he said, Ken, you have something very special, uh, and and then your heart is going to touch millions of people um, by your you know, with your words, with your um, books, and with with your speaking. And so uh, go out, you know, get out of Japan and just uh, go around the world for me because I'm too old. You know, all I can uh, do is just give out gold, gold coins and just, you know, share what I know. Mm-hmm. And then you write and you, you make uh, them a bestseller. And then that's what I've done, been doing with pleasure. That's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about happy money and just this ideology in general, maybe starting with what are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about money and happiness? Okay. So money is just neutral energy, but unfortunately we, we um, take it more negatively because we tied money with our own survival. And, uh, and, and there are so many more things that we want to buy but we don't have the capacity of uh, making or receiving money. And you need a lot of intelligence to create money, but you don't need uh, any intelligence to spend it. That's why, you know, Very people, true. Spend, people spend more money, but they don't receive any money. So there's only two things, uh, money problem um, that you have. You make too little or you spend too much. Mm-hmm. Either way, we have this negative feelings around money. When we receive a check, when we make, uh, when we get money, we feel upset. We worry. Do we think it's going to be enough to bring food on the table, pay the rent or the mortgage? If you squeeze and frustrated. So when you see a uh, electric, you know, bill for electricity, water, the food, the prices are going up. So if you squeeze and frustrated, so I call it that's unhappy money. Uh, and whereas, whereas happy money gives you so much joy when you receive it, and also when you spend it, you can do that with a smile. But unfortunately, 95% of us are in the flow of unhappy money. And uh, my mission is to transform that relationship, uh, that uh, unfortunate relationship, into happy ones. And you talk about cultivating this positive mindset, this happy mindset around money. What are some of the you know, practical steps people can take to do this? So why he said, arigato in, arigato out, that means when the money comes in, say thank you. Yes. But also money leaves you, by you when you pay bills, pay taxes and all that, you can also say thank you too. Because whenever, uh, whenever you pay for the restaurant or buy something, you get something in exchange. So you're not losing money. You just, uh, your money uh, took a different form. And so electricity and internet yep. uh, is uh, something that we get benefit. And otherwise, I cannot talk with you. We're all almost on the, the, the different side of the planet. Still, we can talk like this as if, you know, I can hug you or, you know, touch you. But uh, with this incredible internet, how much are we paying? Almost nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember calling uh, my friend in America. It cost me so much. So I spoke so fast and the, the line was so good. But now we can just talk for hours without even thinking of the cost. So I so deeply appreciate 
for uh, the internet service and uh, electricity. So um, whenever I pay the bills, I feel just uh, you know, full of uh, appreciation. So once you have this mindset, it doesn't really matter how much money you have or how much money you make. Uh, you can create the flow of uh, appreciation and happiness. That's great. And you talk about in the book, I've always been a big believer of, you know, awareness. Awareness is, is a, gives you the choice to mm -hmm. do something, you know, whether it's taking an action or maybe not doing something specific, just by being aware, you're at least put in a position of power. And you talk mm -hmm. about the money journal in Happy Money and how it really kind of enhances this awareness. Can you explain what the money journal is and, you know, how it can help people improve their relationship with their money? So I want you to start writing down what you think of money. Um, unfortunately, most of us relate money with negative things. Right. Where we get upset, we feel squeezed, we feel so small. So uh, I recommend uh, you to start healing your money wounds because we have so many money wounds. That's because we have negative beliefs about money. You know, because of uh, negative beliefs like uh, we didn't get a summer camp or we didn't go to, a, uh, we didn't get the soccer or ballet lessons because of money. So uh, as we, uh, after we grow up, we feel still like uh, because of money, I cannot start my own business. I cannot change jobs. I cannot buy a house. But there are so many reasons uh, that we think money uh, is the reason, but it's in fact, it's not. It's the limitation you have in your in your head. But uh, we have so many negative beliefs about money. So uh, if you just change it, if you can transform your money beliefs, money can be so much fun. Money can be your best friend instead of money can be, a, you know, um, a slave owner and you become a slave. I'll do anything, you know, just 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 uh, let me live. You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we live uh, that kind of um, mindset. And you talk about, you know, money in relationships. Obviously, in America, I'm not sure about in Japan, but in, in America, you know, money is a very big reason for divorces or fractures. Yes, I'm sure everywhere. Yeah, I mean, in, in general, right? Contention in relationships. You know, how can couples and families navigate maybe financial challenges or misalignment with their money that really kind of helps them swing the pendulum back in the right direction and, mm -hmm. and promotes happiness and harmony and alignment with money and how powerful that right. can be for a relationship or a family. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group 
who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, number-wise, we are always uh, in a tight situation because the more money we make, the more money we spend. So, in general, we're in a difficult situation. And uh, once again, the, the money uh, gives you a lot of emotions. And we deal with money in a different way. So, when we want to feel secure, some people become a saver. People love saving money. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like they want to, they need to make more money to feel secure. Some people need to spend money to feel secure. Some people gamble their money, like invest in bitcoins or other cryptocurrencies. Uh, if you do it right, you know you can get the good return. But if you do it stupidly, you lose it all. But you become a different money types uh, depending on your uh, your up- upbringing. So uh, the comedy is that. Um, different or opposite money types get attracted and they end up getting married. For example, a saver type gets attracted to a spender type Hmm. because he or she knows how to enjoy life. And the spender types is attracted to a saver or moneymaker because uh, with with this person, you can keep spending the money. So uh, we are attracted to one another that way. But after five years, you know, uh, this one thinks like, if I keep marrying this guy or this person, I cannot save any money. You know, I'm, I'm going to be broke. <laughs> right. And the other one thinks like, I don't know why I got into this boring, you know, miserable, pathetic person. So uh, once you just start looking at uh, your partner that way, your marriage will fail in two seconds. Yeah. So you really have to understand each other. You know, um, some people... Uh, uh, are risk, more risk takers than others. So some people are more aggressive, some people are more conservative. Within the uh, certain uh, budget, you have to decide either you take a vacation or you save the money for the future. You know, uh, either way is right. But it, if it has, the decision has to be made. And if two of them, if both of them are, are spenders, uh, you're going to end up being broke. And so the other one way or the other, uh, the, uh, one person uh, pulls somebody down. So you feel like you were just pulling down because of your partner. But maybe you need to calm down and then slow down instead of just going fast and fast and just spend and invest. You may need to take a little time. So uh, everything has to be in balance. That's why I teach more about Zen approach. Mm-hmm. And also with numbers. Talk a little bit about this idea of many of our listeners are very money motivated. 
They want to build wealth. They want to unlock right. financial freedom. They want to have, mm-hmm. you know, the ability to spend time with, mm-hmm. you know, the the people that they care about most, you know, invest in things that they enjoy, have great experiences, want to give back as well. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Is... What about the person? What What's the difference? Is there a right or a wrong for somebody that doesn't care about money versus the person that maybe wants to be a millionaire or wants to be mm-hmm. a billionaire? Like, are those individuals motivated by the wrong things? And, and are they seeking something that maybe isn't there that they can have without money? Mm-hmm. So money is energy, once again. So money gets attracted to strong energy. So if you have uh, so much focus on money, uh, money will be attracted to you that way. Yeah. It doesn't, but I don't know if you be, if you can become happy or not. That's another story. Right. That's why all the bad people or gangsters get all the money because they have strong magnetic power. So, and so in that sense, not necessarily all the good people attract money. Mm. Uh, money gets attracted to those who have strong uh, magnetic power. So. Uh, but you have to understand uh, the happiness uh, side of it. You know, uh, when you use um, warrior type of energy, when you, when you make money, uh, it's hard to just let go of it at the, uh, at the front gate. And then go, when you go home, can you just uh, take off your uh, armor yeah. and become a sweet person? It's hard. If you just fight in the Wall Street, you know, build a beautiful armor, now nowadays it's a suit and tie. Yep. And when you go when you come home, you cannot hundred percent relax. Yeah. So why I said the energy is what counts. So if you use a happy energy to attract money, you can be happy. But if you uh, become like a warrior and just uh, win the business like a warrior, uh, your warrior energy kills your peace of mind and also kills your peaceful time with your family members. So you have to switch your energy if you can. And, and ideally, if you can use this happy, peaceful energy to do business and also uh, to operate your life, your life will be filled with happy energy. But unfortunately, a lot of uh, um, uh, male energy is so dominant in business yeah. world. Yeah. Do you have any particular money practices you've seen for individuals like that really find a little bit more balance with maybe those that have a little too aggressive of an approach or warrior energy that, you know, might help individuals like that find a little more peace, a little more balance, a little more tranquility when it comes to that? Yes, that's a great question, man. I'd recommend losing a little. You know, if you try to win it all the time, uh, people don't want to do any business with you. You have to lose a bit, you know, in order to, in order for other people to win, mm. because you need to create a win-win relationship. Yeah. But if you become a too much a warrior type, you kind of you try to win all the time, but you have to let other people win. That is a secret of long-term success. Is what 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 he said. So uh, you can keep losing. Uh, say if you're just doing, you know, rock, scissors, and paper, you know, with a hundred people. You can lose with everybody. That means you let everybody win, but everybody loves winning against you. So 100 people want to do business with you. But if you try to keep winning all the time, you get tired. 
And also, uh, no, nobody wants to do anything with you because, you know, you keep swimming and they feel bad about it. So uh, uh, he said, you know, uh, lose in a happy way. Let other people win. That is the way that you can be a winner. So I really enjoy that. So I try to uh, charge less. I try to let other people win. Uh, so um, they feel like uh, they get so much out of it. That's why I don't charge people as much. And then uh, instead, I, I get supported by so many people. So instead of charging individuals very high, I charge very little, but thousands of people are supporting me financially. So that's, that's amazing. And, and, and talking about winning, you've had so many people that have adopted your practices and your ideology around money and personal right. finance. What have been some of your you know, favorite success stories of people who have transformed their life by adopting this right. way of yeah, thinking? I have written a few books on that. You know, um, by appreciating, um, you get a lot of miracles. For example, one of my uh, students was a, a single mom who was complaining about her little pay from her stingy boss, <laughs> according <laughs> to what she says. But she realized after learning about my material, and she realized that she didn't go to uh, university. She, does, she doesn't have a degree, but still she got hired as a secretary. So that is a you know, even like one single reason, reason to appreciate her boss, which she never did. And she uh, started saying thank you to her boss. And surprisingly, after a few weeks, she got a big raise and also a big bonus. Mm. Uh, suppose that uh, her boss forgot to appreciate her back. <laughs> so because she, uh, she was complaining all the time, so he took, it, uh, took her service for granted. So this appreciation is a two-way thing. And also I did... Uh, a um, uh, little experiment. I divided my clients into two categories. One category, I did nothing, yeah, as usual. And the other categories, I brought a, a little tea, herb tea, books, uh, CDs, and just something very small. And uh, after about six months, uh, from the group number one that I didn't do anything, I got some referrals. But the group number two, I got flooded by new referrals. Uh, their friends and customers. So when I show my appreciation to my um, clients, they wanted to do something back to me. That's why I printed my booklets before I debuted as a writer. I printed about 100,000 free booklets and I gave away. And and then uh, after about 100,000 booklets um, gift away, I got an offer from the publisher. Wow. That's amazing. Now, what do you say to, you know, obviously there's people that are thinking in abundance. There's people that are, you know, doing well financially, but then there are the people who maybe are, you know, struggling with debt or have financial stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you say to those individuals in terms of how happy money and this approach can get them course corrected or back on the right path Mm -hmm. for getting out of some of those what feel like very heavy and dark situations for a lot of people. Right. I think you have to turn things around, you know, by just appreciating what you have and uh, uh, by appreciating what you forgot to appreciate. For yeah. example, you may have uh, uh, so much trust among uh, from your clients and uh, employees or co-workers, but you took it for granted. Mm-hmm. So I recommend for those uh, who want to get out of this, you know, a hole, 
uh, that they kind of like got stuck. Um, I uh, suggest to start counting uh, what you can appreciate. And by just after about uh, uh, 10 or 20 things, you will be amazed at how much you kind of missed uh, to appreciate um, that, uh, that you didn't even notice. And after that, it's almost like an automatic thing. Once your uh, mind goes into appreciation mode, you can start being more creative. What can I do for my clients? What can I do for my colleagues? What can I do for my boss? And then you come up with 10 or 20 different ways to be more productive. Mm. By doing that, you get paid more or you get uh, uh, job offers and uh, at least you get your juice back. Yeah. And once you have your uh, motivation, I, I'm learning new English word. Once you get your <laughs> mojo back, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I learned uh, the expression <laughs> in the last interview. I wanted to use that. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, once you got your mojo back, you feel like so happy, you have more uh, energy, and then you can come up with a great idea so you can serve more. If you can serve uh, people more, as a result, you get more. And then the, the rest is like automatic. You'll probably come up with a better service, better ideas, and then give the best shot, um, give, give the best as you can. And then people will start noticing you. And probably by then you start your own business or you do well in the company you're working for. And then people can recognize you. Yeah. And after that, I think your self-image will be so different. So you'll be more creative. And then the financial mess will be cleaned up little by little. It takes time, you know, but probably from a few months to a year, you feel very different. And then in, within a few years, uh, you start accumulating money. So talk, you said something there that I think is really important for people to mm -hmm. understand. I've always been a big believer that the greatest things in life, whether it's good relationships, whether it's building wealth and accumulating money, um, it, those are made in the crock pot, metaphorically, right? It takes some time. It's not a microwave result where you can just right. you know, punch a button and all of a sudden it spits it out instant for you. Mm -hmm. Talk about the idea and the importance of patience, persistence, right. you know, uh, a routine and a rhythm around these things and how it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, the ideology around this, you know, commitment to these types of practices and this way of thinking or living. Right. So Wahe, my mentor said, you know, busy money runs fast. That means uh, I have a few friends who made fortune uh, by investing uh, Bitcoins. Mm. And then uh, after he made a fortune, uh, since he made it in a year or so, he sold all the coins and then invested in the other coins that he thought it's going to triple. And But he lost everything. Mm. So the past money had, uh, has like two feet. So they just, it runs pretty fast. So that's what Wahe says. You know, take your time and make your money slowly because slow money will be a steady money. Mm. So if, you if it takes 10 years to build wealth, you don't, you're not going to lose it. But if you build your wealth in 10 months or a year, you're likely to lose it because oh, it's not hard-earned money. Right. So you do uh, something very fast and very stupid, and usually you're going to end it all. Uh, you end up losing. I'm sure, man. You've, you've seen those people, right? Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. It's that the, the, the lightning in a bottle money is, is or wealth um, or really any kind of result generally isn't something that is earned. Therefore, it's hard to sustain or protect or keep and or grow. So I love that you brought that up because I do think that's really important to understand that this is a marathon and not a sprint or it's made up of many strategic sprints along the way, but it ultimately is a, it's a much longer race and it, and it takes some time, right? Right. And also the other thing I want to mention is that everyone, everyone is born with a certain money, a money size container. So I, I don't think in this life I'm going to, I'm going to be a billionaire. You know, um, I have enough financial background, so I don't think I'll ever be uh, financially trouble, but I don't think I'll be a billionaire, you know, in this life because it takes a, another set of life, but I'm, I'm perfectly okay. But if you uh, think you want to be a billionaire, uh, and even though it's not your size, uh, you're going to end up being frustrated all the time. Yeah. So just you have to figure out how big your money container size. Otherwise, you always suffer. So you have to know the right size for you. So you have to know when is enough, how much is enough. How do you get to that clarity? right? Because a lot of people do struggle with that. I mean, I know people that are net worth 50 million, net worth 250 million, and it's like, mm-hmm. they got enough money to spend for multiple lifetimes. Right. How, and yet there's still this drive and this purpose <laughs> to keep hustling and grinding. And, you know, they're doing all these right. things. Yeah. How do you get to a place where you can be comfortable with what is enough and mm-hmm. find some balance in life? I think probably a feeling that I have more than enough is super important. Mm. So uh, the feeling that you have, I have more than enough. Well, I don't, I don't uh, mind having more, but it's not my priority. What my priority is this. If you can say that, you don't, you don't need to feel the hunger and thirst in you. Yeah. But I, I met a few uh, millionaires who um, I had an interesting interview. Um, I wanted to ask them. What, like, what point did you feel wealthy? Like when your uh, company went public, when you reached 10 millions or 5 millions or and 100 millions. Right. And like, I had a, a meeting with a millionaire who's, uh, whose public, uh, company went public. And uh, he just thought for a moment and he said, I don't think I'm wealthy. And I was so shocked. Sir, you, you have, what, uh, 10,000 employees and still you're not wealthy? And he said, because I don't have a private jet. Wow. <laughs> and then I had this opportunity to interview a person with a private jet. And he said, oh, I'm not with I'm just a small potato. And, but sir, you have a private jet. And he said, no, my private, seat, uh, uh, private jet seats only six people. It's just a tiny car, you know, compared to Mercedes-Benz or Rolls-Royce. Uh, when I just pull over to a special security terminal, I always feel so small because uh, right next to my plane, there's a huge jumbo jet, you know. And, and then I realized that you have, you really have to know how much is enough for you. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to suffer for the rest of your life. That is such a good point because it, it, the comparison game is, is something that's humans, right? We, it's just the way we are designed. We, we always look at somebody who may be bigger, faster, stronger, prettier, whatever, but I think, right, like you're saying, is really getting to that place of clarity for yourself of what matters to you. And I think you talk about it in the book is right. using your money in alignment with your values and what brings you joy is, is ultimately what creates happy money. 
right? And uh, you have to cut the cord between how much money you have, how much money you make, and also with their self-worth. Otherwise, if you just, uh, uh, you know, think of how much money uh, you make is how how much worth you have, you're going to be sucked into this, uh, what he used to call busyness. Your busyness creates another busyness. And then uh, you're going to be eaten by the busyness monster, is what mm-hmm. he said. So that's why he didn't uh, take his company to public. Instead, he, he started investing in public companies. Because once his company went public, uh, there are all the regulations he has to keep, yeah. all the papers he had to file. He didn't like paperwork. <laughs> so <he> didn't <laughs> like, hire. I'm with him. <laughs> I, he didn't want to uh, hire, you know, uh, three accountants or five accountants for that. So he said, instead of becoming uh, owning a public company, he wanted to become uh, a king of small business owners. And I was so attracted to the idea because he said, freedom is the most important asset you can have. Yeah. Once you have your public companies, you are like a public servant. You know, yeah. you cannot spend any money uh, unless. Your board of directors, you know, agree, and I hate that. So he said, "I want to give gold coins," <laughs> and I think uh, you know, public companies won't allow me to do that. Yeah, very true, very true. So yeah. as we wrap up, Ken, I want to understand a little bit more around how you have used this platform of personal finance and and really making an impact in so many people's lives around this idea of happy money and and. For you, as you have accumulated more wealth and income yourself, how have you continued to to grow that, to protect that, and to ultimately use it to make a difference in other people's lives? So I have uh, more than enough, and uh, you know, my wife and my daughter—just only three of us—you know, we, we we don't need so much money. So we're helping other family families, and also helping people who need financially financial help. And I'm just um, um, giving away so much um, in terms of knowledge or the booklets or the opportunities. I give uh, my seminars for free and I talk for free. And uh, so it's part of my way of appreciating my life. So like doing these interviews, I don't charge people. I, this, is, this is my passion and this is my love. So money is not, uh, of course, you don't have to pay uh, the electric bills and you know, pay taxes and all that. But money is not really the motivation. It's just how I can impact people's lives. That is more of a reward for me. So that's why I'm uh, going international. And uh, it's, that's why he wants me to do. And I've, I always have a conversation with him regularly in my head and in my heart that uh, he is just saying, Ken, you know, way to go. And I'm walking with him. Um, to impact the people. If you transform your relationship with money, your life will be more peaceful because money touches every area of your life. So I hope you, f- you feel um, better about yourself, what you do, who you are, and you can be more gentle and you can be more generous. And if you are more generous with yourself, with your partner, with your kids, with your clients, you know, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. So, that's why I want to um, do that. I love it. Ken, I love what you stand for and, and how you uh, humbly approach 
you know, the big impact you've made in so many people's lives. And I know many people are going to want to check out your books. They're going to want to check out your website, all the events that you have available. Where is the best place for them to learn more? So I'm translating a lot of free materials into Japanese. I don't need to charge people. So I try to charge as less as possible. But sometimes, you know, you need to pay a little to, to get, you know, to learn more. Absolutely. Yeah, but you can find all the information at kenhonda.com. You can do a, a fun money quiz and you can fi- figure out your money personality types and all the uh, free gifts are there. So please check out. Uh, my uh, team is uh, working on the translation. That's sort of like a, a pro bono work for English speaking audience. And also you can download the booklet that I was mentioning um, and for free too. So we'll be sure to link all of that up at millionermindcast.com on Ken's. Thank you episode. Ken, thank you. I know it's midnight there. I know you got a retreat coming up. You made time for us in the Millionaire Mindcast family and we so really happy. appreciate it. Thank you so for, so much for your invitation. I'm sending all my blessings and happy man energy to you. And I receive it and I will pass it along. Thank you. Thanks, Ken. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also gonna get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools, so be sure to check those out at MillionaireMindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind-the-scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word NOTES to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Cheers.